Welcome to Smart Parent Successful Students Podcast. I'm your host, Helen Panos. I run a tutoring company for K through 12 students who need help with reading, math, writing, study skills, ACT, SAT, prep, and more. My tutors work both virtually and in person. We specialize in really getting to know your kids and helping them thrive. I was a teacher and leader in a Georgia school system for 25 years. I saw what worked and what didn't. And there are definitely some gaps that teachers can't touch, which is why our tutors are so important. Teachers can only do so much. I'm here to bridge that gap between parents and teachers to help your kids become successful in school and beyond. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Smart Parents Successful Students Podcast. I'm your host, Helen Panos, and today I have a special guest. She is one of my tutors, Ebony Ragu. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. I hope I pronounced your last name correctly. You did. You did. It's just like the sauce. Ah, (laughs) cool. So um, Ebony has quite a, a nice background. I'm gonna let her tell us a little bit about what type of teacher she is and what her specialty is and what her background is in education. Yes, I am a special education teacher. I am currently teaching um, a self-contained emotional behavior disorder class, which basically has just kids with this specific disability um, in the classroom. It's a lot. No day is like the day before. Um, I've also taught in classrooms in the general ed setting as an interrelated teacher. So working with my general ed teacher um, and just helping the kids be successful, especially designing instruction to make sure that kids with learning disabilities and different things are able to learn as their peers do and be successful. And my goal is always to make sure they're having fun with it because I'm not an adult, so. (laughs) (laughs) And you do, do, you do a good job with that, making it fun, because I hear about all the stuff you're doing. (laughs) So tell us why you became a teacher or tutor in a few sentences. Um, So I became a, I started tutoring when I was in high school, um, when I was in South Florida, I'm from Miami. And then um, I substituted for years in South Florida. And I was like, I'm not going to be a teacher. They don't get paid enough. Joke was on me. Um, because here we are, and <laughs> now I have a master's degree in special special education, on, and I'm going to get my PhD in special education. I just really have found a passion for, like, I've always loved autism, and I've always just had a passion for being able to be around kids, teaching kids, working with them, and I love the the ability to have no day be like the day before. Like, there's always a figuring out. There's always a critical thinking component. That component. There's always something that needs to be done that keeps me getting to that keeps me growing and learning in my career um mm. so I just love it <laughs> that's awesome yeah that's yeah. great because some teachers are getting burned out right and leaving the profession yeah yeah that's it's unfortunate but yep that can happen so can you share some of your strengths as a teacher or tutor and what those have revealed when it has come to helping kids you can talk about so, reading if you want, because I know you have a reading endorsement as well. Yes, I do have a reading endorsement. Um, so I'm reading endorsed. I've taught algebra one, geometry. Um, I've taught third grade. I've taught all the <laughs> grades, like literally all the grades. Um, You're a generalist. I, 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 think I, I, I try to keep, 
Right. I try to keep the options open. I've even taught like preschoolers and helped them to read. So it's never a dull moment. Um, I've worked in facilities teaching like from like the last job I had working um, in a live-in facility for youth that have been sex trafficked. Like it's just working with them. And it, it's always fun. But my first thing I do is just try to build relationships with them. It's very hard to teach anybody or get anybody to listen to you if they do not trust you. And every single time that has worked well for me. So if it was the person who had been sexually exploited that is 14, 15 years old, or it's the kindergartner, well, the pre-kindergartner going into kindergarten that doesn't know any of his sight words. Like I've been able to successfully teach all of them. And I think the reason why is because I really do focus on that communication piece, building that relationship with them also and in empowering them too. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of my classroom situations and even in my tutoring sessions, it's like, okay, this is your session. This is your classroom. This is your learning. And I don't, I'm sure it has to do with especially design instruction and I like individualizing instruction, but I really do make my students a part of the planning. Mm. I try to cater what they're learning to their needs. I try to make sure it's things that will hold their interest um, and make them excited about learning it. Mm -hmm. That That's important because mm -hmm. even with reading, a lot of kids don't like to read, but if I always like to say, let's, let's try to find something they're interested in at first until they get to mm -hmm. like you. And then that's building the relationship. And then they'll start reading other things. We had a little kid. I think we started him in second grade. He loves dolphins. Oh my God. That's all mm. he ever wanted to read about, talk about, write about. <laughs> Even the kid I tutor in Sandy Springs, he loves to talk about video games. Anytime mm -hmm. I ask him to write something, it's something interrelated with video games to mm -hmm. this day. Now I got to try to break him of that habit as well, because you don't want to just keep writing about video games all the time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. And one of the things that I do with them is like, we I have that one fourth grader. So it was like last week we wrote a narrative about baseball because he loves baseball. This one was, this week was an opinion narrative about, he chose the topic because I gave him 10 <laughs> options. But the, 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 I gave him 10 options and the option that he chose was what age should children get a cell phone at? So every single time it's finding something different that's not like, so last week was sports, this week was cell phone, next week we'll do something different, anything that just appeals to their interests. Um, I try not to get stuck. I, like I said, autism was my thing, but um, I try not to ever do the same topic more than once. Working with autistic kids, I have learned that it's better to keep trying to find things to pique their interest because they do become obsessive. So I, of course, apply that to everybody I teach, just trying, <laughs> trying to make right. sure they don't get stuck on it because well, then they get the comfortable thing. right and mm -hmm. it makes it really easy so they're not thinking outside the comfort exactly <laughs> exactly so when tutoring what are one or two weaknesses or problems you see most kids have something that you see maybe most often within like either if you want to talk about math today or reading whichever i think with both of them i think math and writing if math, reading, and writing, I think that the biggest thing that I've seen is just a lack of confidence. Um, I think that feeling like you can't, 
Hmm. leads just to you not being able to. I guess about that. Actually. <laughs> she was yeah, a social worker the, in her background. Yeah. And the, the poor kids, like they'll hear people say like, oh, well, math is hard or, oh, well, we know reading is difficult. Like don't start off that way. Like starting off with that negativity leads them to believe that they're not going to be able to attain this goal. This is an unreachable thing. And that's not fair because you need to start it off with, hey, this is math. But you're so dang. And this is what I did with my nephew when he was going into kindergarten. Um, I was like, hey, we're going to do some math today and we're going to have some numbers and we're going to learn some new things. But you're so dang smart. I know you're going to get it. So it won't even be an issue. And now like he went into it because he they, they ended up actually pushing him up. So he did not start in kindergarten. He started in first grade and he's currently on, I think, a, almost a third grade level in math. Wow. And he's he's he grew he went into it loving it he went into it without fear like no inhibitions he didn't have any negativity or anything to kind of place no preconceived notions it was just kind of like hey since I know you're so smart you're gonna get this and also I think it's another thing is that kids like people in general everybody this is not just kids but we're all scared to fail Mm -hmm. so of course it leads into the confidence too but it's that fear of well, if I don't get it right, um, I'm dumb or I'm not. And it's just like, hey, I'm stupid. I, I look stupid. Right. We're just talking exactly. about exactly. Yeah. And I tell, I tell all of them like, Hey, this is a safe place to make mistakes. I'm not judging you. Like it's totally fine. And I honestly, I've had multiple moments with all the kids I've taught and their responses to me have been yeah, you make mistakes all the time. It's like, yeah, you see, I make mistakes every single day, all day, man. Mistakes are my jam, but mistakes are okay because when you make mistakes, that's how you get better. And I think just promoting, hey, this is not bad. Like making a mistake is not bad. That means that you tried and we just have to try another way next time. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think just building that confidence, letting and also helping them to know that it's okay to do poorly we're just going to get keep getting better. Um, at the, I think those are the main things um, that I think kids are struggling with. And I think if they're afraid to do it in front of their show, their intelligence level, I guess, in front of their peers, then mm-hmm. that's when a parent or somebody who's helping the child um, can say, this is how you respond. Because I think that's also mm-hmm. another fear is them looking stupid in front of their friends and you're not around, right? To hear mm-hmm. that part of it. Let's say they're collaborating in a group and mm-hmm. you know they know they have a disability, let's say. So they're afraid to look, quote, stupid in front of mm-hmm. their peers. So I don't know if there's a way to like, I guess you would have to have them um, be able to be coached to know what to say if other kids are not at, you know, what you just said is great. And, um, but I'm wondering how many kids, they got to be ready for their own peers to say something right. And that might right. be what knocks them down in terms of. Right. And pop- that's the, and that, that's the classroom management part on the teacher's part. Right. So if in fact, like you have a kid that's just like, Hey, then the teacher has to come back and say, um, you didn't hear me stumble over a word. I never try to use a kid as an example. And if I do ever use a kid as an example in a whole group situation, I ask them like, hey, may I brag on you for a little bit? Never making it negative. It's just like, hey, can I brag on you? Like, hey, little Timmy over here, he was struggling to read this word right here, but then he sounded it out and he got it. And now every time we read it, he does it 
without help and now he's just showing off. So it's just always making sure that we're celebrating those little wins. Mm. It might seem like something small, but I think especially when it comes to things that are difficult like math and reading and even writing because it, they're required to write so much more in depth now than even I was when I was younger. Oh yeah. Um just it it'll help them a lot. And maybe a parent needs to let the teacher know, hey, my child is kind of mm-hmm. having some difficulty with self-confidence. Maybe you can go over there when they're working in a group and like uplift them by saying a positive comment or something like that. But if, if yeah. you don't bring it to the teacher's attention, they may not know as a they parent. They may not know. A special message from Dynamis Learning Academy. Would you like your child to be a part of the gifted program in your school system? Kids in the gifted program receive more attention and awards and can attend better colleges. It's well worth your time to make sure they get in the gifted program by getting the appropriate score on the gifted qualification tests. What most parents don't know is that you can actually help your child study for the gifted tests and get accepted. We at Dynamis Learning Academy assist children so they can qualify for the gifted program in their public school. To learn more about this, go to dynamislearningacademy.com or reach us at 770-282-9931. Thank you. What is one strategy or solution that you can share today that may help parents with their child be successful in, you know, a content area? like one of the content areas we just discussed? So I think, I mean, of course, it will go for all of them. I think one of the things that I would tell parents is like to just be honest with them. I know that as parents, we always want to make, because I have a 10-year-old and I have a 17-year-old. So I know as parents, we always want to make it seem like, oh no, I got this under control. My daughters already know I don't got it under control. Like even that <laughs> sentence was so grammatically incorrect. Like everything that I do is not perfect. We all make mistakes and it's okay. We just have to do better the next time. So it's just like being vulnerable with your kids is not going to be seen as a weakness. It's going to be seen as a comfort. Like, because they're already having so much more pressure. Like I'm 34 years old. So me as a 34 years year old, I went to private school majority of my life. I was promoted. I was in higher level courses, graduated with honors. So that was my path, right? But even with me and gifted all that stuff. So even with me going through that route, I am able to relate to kids that have special like needs and disabilities because of the fact that I have the compassion for them. Mm-hmm. I never, I would never make it seem like I was above them. It's you have to be on their level. Like you really do. You cannot make it seem like you are better than them or anything. Like one of the things that I used to hear my mom say to me, I got straight A's. So I felt the pressure. If mm-hmm. I didn't get a straight A, then mm-hmm. I was a failure. So yeah. don't, don't put that pressure on them. If your kid's best is a B, you celebrate that B like it's nobody's business. Like, <laughs> right. Because they're not, they're not necessarily you, right? So right. you got to know not. your child. That's another point is to really know your mm-hmm. child and be aware of what they're capable of doing. Yes, push them a little mm-hmm. bit out of their comfort zone. But at the same time, if they, they'll never be an A student. Like my, my brother was never an A student. I was, and, and mm-hmm. we didn't push for him to be an A student. Yet he's very successful in what he does today. So, right. um, 
Yeah, that's that's a good point, Ebony. And how about a quick story in which you use this strategy while tutoring to help a student explain how he or she was successful? Okay, so I actually was speaking to one of my parents yesterday, and that was the person who called. When <laughs> that's why my sound went out earlier. But one of the things I told my parents yesterday, we had so with, with her, I was working with penmanship, right? So she is um, a fourth grader, but her penmanship was like that of a first grader. Mm. But we have to also consider the fact that first graders at the end of the year, COVID. Then second right. grade, they had, so it was like first and second grade, she wasn't in school. So I noticed that she would not write, like she wrote very, very large. And then if a line stopped, she stopped where the line stopped. Like mm -hmm. if it was like home, it was H-O-M-E, but only the H-O and M fit, the E was just gone. It didn't even matter. Who cares about that E? And within, <laughs> within, but within two sessions working with her, everything that we did she caught on to it she grasped it and her teacher told her like because we i think i started with her on a did i start with her on a tuesday on a saturday on a saturday i started with her on a saturday yeah i started with her on saturday worked with her on a tuesday by wednesday her um she came back this following saturday and said that her teacher had told her that her handwriting had gotten so much better so, and now every time we still practice, but I'm like, man, you just, again, you're just showing off. Like you just trying to make it seem like you write better than me. It's okay. You do, but it's fine. Um, <laughs> but it's like, it's like celebrating it. Like everything's okay. This is a safe space. It's all right. I think just I, it, to bubble, like to put it in like a nutshell, just, I just try to approach everything with love and I treat every single kid that I teach or tutor or speak to, I treat them like I would treat my own kid and I hope and I pray that my kids are being treated the same way mm -hmm. um, because I mean they're they want to learn and they're trying to learn we mm -hmm. have to just make sure that we make it it, it shouldn't be painful it should right. be fun it should be something that they want to do it's okay to be silly like use use teaching your child and tutoring your child and working with your child use that to have fun time fun quality time with your kid. You can play online, you can play math games, you guys can make flashcards, you guys can paint together and you guys can paint um, different like shapes on the wall and go over geometry. You guys can use measurements and make slime together and talk about the conversions. If they're saying, oh, you need this many ounces, how much is that in a or gallon? Cooking. Yeah. cooking. So there's so many things that you can do to make right. memories with your kids. Yes, make memories with your kids and then teach them at the same time and mm -hmm. have and take that pressure off. Take the don't keep them in front of a pen and a paper. Right. That's not that's not going to work for them. They need more. They have content, they have social media, they have TV, they have iPads, they have cell phones, they have computers at school everything so trying to sit there and teach them something on a pen and a paper like we did however many years ago is not gonna work <laughs> it's right. not the same not not for yeah <laughs> yeah different different kid different time <laughs> very right well that's awesome i mean i really i love all my tutors and i love the fact that you guys are really keen and 
you know, definitely building relationships and figuring out what a child needs and what they can respond to the best. And then you ease them into some other things. If, you know, it's not an immediate, well, got to fix this problem. First, we mm-hmm. got to build up the relationship, ease them in through interests or whatever, and then, you know, build up the skill that they need. So I appreciate you coming on today. Of I know course. you're not tutoring today, so I, I know you got to get to your kids, though. Yes. <laughs> so thank you very much for your time you. and all your knowledge and expertise. And everybody, I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. We will be back again next week. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to Smart Parents Successful Students Podcast. I hope this episode has been insightful and inspirational. Wherever you're listening, be sure to go ahead and subscribe to get the next episodes and to join our email list by going to www.dynamuslearningacademy.com backslash podcast backslash. Also, it would warm my heart if you reviewed the podcast on Spotify and shared it with your community. And remember, I believe that every child would benefit from getting extra support outside the classroom, whether they are struggling or are part of an advanced or gifted program, because teachers just can't do it all. Please connect with me about our K-12 tutoring, SAT or ACT prep classes, and writing workshops to help your child excel in school. I can be reached through email at helen at dynamuslearningacademy.com or by phone at 770-282-9931. Thanks for listening. Bye for now.